you feel confused, stuck and really irritated and don't know what to do in your professional life at times? Well, it happens to all of us and this is the time you jump into this podcast, this episode to know what you can do to turn around that situation for yourself. My first step ever podcast helps growth-minded youth across the globe who are hungry to achieve their goals. This self-help podcast uncovers the unique stories of people across the globe who are living a fulfilled life. With their wisdom, strategy and actionable steps, this podcast helps you take your first step ever. Hey everyone, I'm Ishani Nigam, the producer and host of this podcast. A creative and a curious soul based out of Melbourne with a background in marketing, digital content and design, I help create content that inspire and educate my audiences. If you're an entrepreneur, brand or coach, who wants to create their own authority or take your brand to next level through own podcast series then i'm up for a chat you can contact me on my first step ever underscore in instagram account see you on the other side and for now let's tune into this episode welcome on my first step ever it is so exciting for me to find out such people who have just followed their heart or who have been through different challenges in their life and finally found the purpose and found themselves along the way and today i'm so excited to honor this my first step podcast with presence of an extremely enigmatic personality and i really love the work that she does so please join me welcoming rachel all the way from australia rachel how are you doing I'm good. Thank you so much for that warm intro. I'm really excited to talk. I love the whole idea behind behind your podcast. And yeah, it, it really stood out. So love what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rachel. And first of all, for being here, giving your time so that you can share your story, which is extremely important, sharing your story, sharing your challenges with people who can really find some solution or actionable steps from your experiences so far. So I think that's a great great thing that you're doing today so rachel is into video storytelling and she also helps people with camera facing camera coaching which is very 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 essential i think in today's time so let me tell you a bit more about rachel as i said she is a video storyteller and a camera confidence coach helping people overcome their fear of the camera so they can get their message out into the world to the person who needs to hear it exactly what she is doing right now over here so she is teaching you what she does by the way of action and i think that's the best thing that someone can do also i would like to say that she runs a video production and training business called that camera girl and i think that's a very very interesting name so i think let me just begin by saying that i would really like to know rachel how were you when you were in your younger days you know probably let's say school what kind of a person were you and what shaped your mindset at that point in time? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question to think back. I was probably more of an introverted child than I am now. You know, there was a couple of different parts of that though. Like I was a competitive artistic roller skater. So on that side, that's very kind of out there and showy, but 
I think, you know, when I was at school, maybe I just, I felt really introverted. So it was kind of uh, like a bit each way. Like, I think I wanted to be like out there and, but I also was, you know, being a teenager, especially like battling that kind of shyness. So I, you know, I would say the person that I've become just over the video experience for myself has really kind of brought me out. I definitely consider myself an extrovert now, but I'd say I've done a total 180 of what I was when I was a child. That's actually quite interesting because I think one side you were doing a spot that really needed to, you know, be out there because you fall and then you get up and you're really putting yourself out there. And the other side that you mentioned, you were an introvert. So uh, how how did you balance that off or was roller skating a way of, you know, letting things out and, you know, go past your comfort zone? Is that how things were for you? Yeah, it definitely took me out of my comfort zone and it took a lot of years to be able to, I guess, express more of the artistic and the showy side of it because I looked at roller skating from a very technical point of view, like all the steps would be perfect. Like it was the technique was really my strong point. And then it took such a long time for my coaches and like my friends that have encouraged me to be more expressive and artistic. And I think that definitely helped me come out of my shell, you know, because it was about performance and it's about being artistic, but it was just also trying to, you know, um, come out of that, that shy state. And I think doing that as well really helped me like later in life be able to be more expressive because it's like the foundation, you know, the things that you do when you're a kid. Um, I think it really you learn stuff from that that you use in later life without even really realizing it at the time. That's quite interesting because I think what this shows is that if someone is really keeping to themselves at the early age of their life, which we don't even come to, you know, that we are an introvert, we might not even heard of the term introvert in many places, or we know that we're introvert and we keep beating ourselves up just, you know, oh my God, I'm an introvert. Or maybe I am an extrovert. Am I just doing over a bit too much? So we are giving ourselves these tags, I feel, at the very uh, early in our life, which is, I think, something that we really need to work upon and see ourselves as a person that we are and start accepting. What I really like in your journey is that you took a step which was, you know, you took a spot that you liked and for whatever reason at the beginning, but you kept at it. And in a way that gave you a segue to, you know, show your emotions to yourself, to understand yourself and maybe overcome a lot of fears that you had at that point in time. Talking of which, I would really like to know at that age, when while you were growing up, so many things happened. Was there an a particular fear or a mindset that, you know, kept you from going ahead like it really limited you in ways absolutely and you know this the, I guess the concept of self-development it wasn't really something that I understood as a kid and I'm so heavily into that now going into an adult but and you know this probably comes just from being like a hormonal teenager as well I really I wanted to be the best and I always strive to be the best at whatever I did but I had this kind of I guess there'd be limiting beliefs around what I could actually achieve and it definitely held me back I think going into my first job and I my first job in the industry was a camera operator uh, and editor for news and so I was in the camera field it was what I wanted to do and you know I'd I'd excelled through school academically and through uni academically but there was something holding me back with actually 
really expressing my ideas and taking the lead and you know not understanding you know the, the mindset stuff then I think that is what helped me get over that later in life but you know it's just that constant battle between what I would call introvert extrovert wanting to express myself but not wanting people to think you know my ideas are stupid or not respect me and now I'm going into this industry and I was the youngest person in like out of all the camera operators in that region I was the youngest I was a girl like I didn't feel like people would respect me but that was that wasn't necessarily true so I think that in the beginning held me back and I was afraid to express my ideas and take control in in a situation in that role but just kind of having to work through that when you're off on your own you don't have guidance in your first job you've got to make the decisions it's kind of like there you go sink or swim kind of kind of thing so I had to draw from you know past experiences of okay I need to step up I need to take the lead I need to do it in this job and it's a, it's a process to work through there but almost being like kind of forced into that in my first job it's kind of forces you to get over yourself and just do what you have to do and yeah there's a massive learning curve there coming out of the nice safe you know university and schooling experience into the real world in your first job love i think first firstly i would like to congratulate you for being the youngest camera person out there because it really shows a lot about you making some new changes in the industry or maybe from the place that you are it is like setting a bar high or you know inspiring people to you know you can do whatever at the age that you want so i really want to congratulate you for that now that you've come to your job the first job and you were talking about your teenage days there's a time in between which is i think a very turbulent time but i want to understand your thought process for you were you very very sure from the very beginning that this is what you want to go ahead with and if yes or if not how did you you know make yourself muster the courage that you want to do this yeah yeah look i i did have a moment in high school when i was you know feeling like i have to choose what i want to do with the rest of your life and you know that's hard when you're 17 years old and i actually chose media doing like film and tv at school as a blood subject because for whatever reason i couldn't fit in the other subjects i wanted to do there at the same time so i was like look i'll drop this and i'll do media because my friends are doing it and that'll be my my bludge and then i just loved it you know i loved playing with cameras and i never really thought of that as even being a possible career and i'd loved you know making little film projects when i was a kid but it was like oh this is just something you do as a hobby and when i got to choosing my university um preferences i thought let's just let's just do something to do with video i don't know what it's going to be but i know i just want to pick up a camera every day for the rest of my life so it was just kind of all of a sudden i just knew this is what i wanted to do when i'd been stressing and debating what to do maybe i was going to have a gap year like all the way up in my final year of school and thought i'm just going to go for it and you know pretty much taking the pressure off and I'll just do it and see where it takes me. And yeah, that's when I chose to do film TV radio at the University of Southern Queensland and um you know anyone in Australia it was an awesome degree because we were really really hands on. So I did get to pick up a camera from day 1 and you mm-hmm. know for the next 3 years I was just filming every day every um project. I was like I'm going to be the camera operator and you know just put my hand up for everything. So yeah. <laughs> I think it's great to know that you like 
something back at that time. And I think what I really want to highlight over here for our listeners that when Rachel got to know that she's interested in something which was maybe just video at that point in time that is all she knew about but she went ahead with the gut feeling she showed much confidence believed in herself and said let me give this a go we'll see what happens next and i think you've blossomed beautifully because now you run your own company and you train people i'm sure you must have not seen this coming at that point in time yes i think i just got the nod but this is a very beautiful aspect about humans which i would like to emphasize over here is that as i mentioned you know you just knew about one aspect and you said yes you had the confidence and you went ahead so from there rachel while you were we'll just talk about a little bit about your freelancing days as you said that you were so interested about you know using the camera all the time you put your hands up that i am the person who will do it and you had the confidence and every time you do something you gain more confidence out of it are you able to share your top learnings from your freelancing experience and even while you were doing freelancing did you think of starting your own business at that point in time yeah i think there are a couple of things that contribute to this whole journey of freelancing and getting to the business now and in the back of my mind i always had this idea that i wanted to run my own business because i'd seen my parents do that like my dad had his own business and then my mom had a bit of a an art business on the side so i just had this idea that how cool would that be to run my own business and that was going to be like a long term goal though that was something that i'd work towards so I left uni, I had my first job as a news camera operator and editor and I figured out we you know within one year that was not the job for me forever. And one day, you know, I got to the end of my uh, my journey in news and there were a few things going on and one day I just quit my job. And I hadn't planned to do this. I had no plan of where I was going to go, but I just I I can't do this anymore and I just quit. And I got home from work that day and I was living in this beautiful area in Australia called the Sunshine Coast. And I, I got home and my housemate was like, oh, how was your day? And I just didn't really have any words. I was just so like, I was like, oh my goodness, what have I done? Like, I, I can't believe I've just resigned. What am I gonna do with my life? And for me, that moment is what I would really call like, that is the first step into coming into the business that I have now because I knew that I wanted to do something more creative still. I didn't know what it was, but I was just going to make it happen. And, you know, I loved where I was living. I thought, you know, worst case scenario, I moved back home with mom and dad, but I, I don't want to do that. I want to try and make this work here. And I want to have control over my life and how I spend my time. And like a business would be the best way to do that. And so, you know, for the next few months, I just went and asked people for freelancing experiences so i just looked up video production house sunshine coast in google and i found all these different companies that were operating in my area and in brisbane and i just asked them if they would take me on for like a day you know a week of like um work experience just anything i could you know hold a hold a light you know whatever it is i would be there to help for free and one awesome company actually replied to me on the same day and they said, you know, coincidentally, uh, one of our guys has resigned yesterday. Do you want to come in and meet us? And, you know, to cut it short, I'm still working at that company sometimes today because they took me on, they gave me a chance and, you know, it was that plus other freelancing experiences that I just asked for, you know, if you don't ask, 
the answer is always going to be no. So, you know, just, you know, don't be afraid, just ask. Because the worst thing that can happen is you're in exactly the same position as you are before you've asked. So, yeah. <laughs> that was a very interesting story, I would say. And I think you took a very brave decision of quitting your job. And I can definitely understand your feeling the day I've I think maybe nothing made sense to you at that point in time. But it's so interesting to see how quickly you, I don't know if that was a quick decision or you took your time to, you know, I just want to ask that, did you take your time to think through how will you start your business? Or that was a very quick decision that today I quit and next day I'll start, you know, looking up for jobs. Was it that way? I guess I would, um, I'd say it was pretty quick because I went straight into survival mode. You know, it's like, okay, I've quit my job. I've only got enough money to last me, you know, X amount of time. So yeah. I just have to make this happen. So literally the next day I was just thinking after I'd, you know, sat on the floor and, and questioned my life for a few hours. I was like, okay, <laughs> I need to make this work. And I guess I just like, okay, what do I need to do? I need to get more experience. So it didn't really come from, I want to start my own business straight away. It was like, how can I get more experience so I can be good at what I do and just practice my craft and move more in the direction I want to go. So then I looked up companies that were doing the things that I wanted to do. And if I could work for those companies, that's a step in the right direction. So it was really just, uh, I need to do something in the right direction, no matter what it is at this point. Lovely. I think what we are hearing right now, I want to say this to all my listeners, is that when you think of doing something, be it a job that you want to take up or even you don't want to start your own profession, what Rachel really have, I think that's a golden tip that you have shared is to work on your craft. Because a person is going to hire you or hire your services for the talent or the unique selling point that you bring to them. So working on it is very important. I think that was a great strategy to go ahead with to get more experience if you feel so and then starting to offer. Everything happens step by step and that was very interesting in your story. So thank you so much, Rachel. It was really, really lovely understanding your entire story from you know, your early uh, school days to the beautiful person that you were. And I think you're still very young and you're doing and I think you have a business at a very young age that is amazing because I think you found something that really wanted to do just one last question I wanted to understand so once you were there you know honing on your craft and you learning your skills how did you get the training or how did you understand how the business works or were you a bit familiar as your family was into business yeah, I was lucky to have that uh, like backing and support because my dad had all this knowledge already about how to run a business and then just working for other people. So specifically in video, how to run a video business, I was just really observant to what they were doing. So I was to offer my services and skill to do the camera work, but I just have always been a really observant person, I suppose. And just watching like how they did things, how they spoke to clients, how they lined jobs up and just asking the questions, you know, once you start to build a relationship, you're not going to walk in on the first day and ask, oh, so can you tell me a little bit more about how you run the business, you know, but you build a relationship with that person that you're working for and, you know, they're going to be open to answering your questions if you're genuinely interested. So yeah, just learning from people who are already where you want to be and 
if you break it down uh, a bit further, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be someone who's like 10 years down the road where you want to be. You probably, there's going to be a gap, a learning gap there. You want to find someone who is like where you want to be in one year or where you want to be in two years and ask me what they did and how they got to where they are now. And yeah, things that they would implement in their business that you can learn from straight away. That's an awesome, awesome tip. So working on your craft, observing what people are doing of the age that you want to be at, at that, that particular age, as, as Rachel just mentioned, and also just to have the confidence and build relationships. So these are very, I think, building blocks of starting your own business or starting your own services that you can provide to others, which is amazing. Now that we have the camera girl in our house in our studio my first step ever i would like her to share just top three tips on how people can be confident in front of camera absolutely so look the first and most important one that people really don't like is practice you have to practice and you just have to do it again and again and it can be really simple so you know i i tell people just get on an instagram story and talk to your audience, share a quote with them, share a tip with them, share what you're doing in your business that day, but just talk because then you get used to hearing yourself talk. And it's just a really easy way to practice. You don't have to set up anything crazy. So practice. The second one, once you have done a few videos, edit them yourself. So, you know, it's always a great idea to outsource as much as, as possible, but edit your first videos yourself so you can watch them. You get used to seeing yourself. And I'm not saying look at it so you can pick it apart and be really critical, but it'll help you see what you like and don't like about being on, on camera. And the third one would be find someone who you really love watching on video and just make yourself notes like handwritten notes like why do you actually enjoy watching them speak do you think they they're charismatic um you know are they really passionate about what they're talking about and then practice replicating those same things so you make a list of what you love about other speakers you jump back on your stories or jump back on your camera and practice it yourself and then you watch it back and go through and just refine doing it it's like any skill at all Speaking requires practice. If you do this periodically every week, you are going to get better and better. And before you know it, you're going to be making videos and feeling confident all the time. Lovely. Bang on. So much value out of these three points. And I think my favorite, I would like to say, is the one in which we practice on your Instagram stories. Because that is so simple. That is really very simple. And I would say that because I really love being on camera and speaking and interacting, but still I had that inhibition. So it takes a bit of a courage, but if you do it every day, it really helps you. So I really like that, Rachel, what you just mentioned. It is easy, yet it takes practice, but it will definitely help. So thank you, Rachel, for being on my first step ever. And every time we close any episode, I always ask my guest speakers to leave our listeners with a thought or a saying that they really resonate with. Saying that I you know I like to share with everyone is you need to have solid systems in place because if you rely solely on motivation to do that, 
motivation runs out. Wow, that is so powerful. And I would really like to say that in the past few months, I have been interviewing a lot of CEOs and founders and entrepreneurs and even people who are doing very good at the job. And this is one thing that has come up repeatedly, you know, having systems in place. So that is a very, very good thought or a saying that I think you're leaving with the, leaving our listeners with. Have a motivation, but have systems to back that up because that is what's going to last long. Thank you, Rachel, for being on my first step ever. From Brisbane, from Australia, that camera girl joining on my first step ever. It was amazing to have you and to speak to our viewers, our listeners. I'm sure they have really, really gained a lot out of it. And if you want to follow this camera girl, so I'm going to leave all the links in my Instagram channel and you can learn a lot about her, her career. These chats leave me with amazing energy. And today, i like to leave you with that positive energy. If you've liked this episode, enjoyed or learned something out of it, then follow me at my first step ever underscore IN Instagram account where you can get in touch and let me know that what really helped you. And keep following my first step ever podcast on Apple, Google or Spotify, whichever platform you love. And before I take your leave, I would like to say that if you love watching videos, this podcast is also available on my YouTube channel, Ishani Nigam. Until next time, start believing in yourself and keep believing in yourself.